Welcome to the Free Birth Podcast, a supportive space for people who are learning, exploring, and celebrating their autonomous choices in childbirth. Together, we'll unpack truths, share personal stories, and claim our ability to birth freely and intuitively. Here's your host, Emily Saldea. It's your calling to become an authentic midwife? Do you dream of attending women in birth? Have you felt frustrated trying to be a birth worker in the system? Are you looking for a better way to walk with women in total integrity, supporting mother-led physiological birth? Are you dreaming of building a thriving, profitable business as a birth coach? Well, we are thrilled to announce that enrollment for our Radical Birth Keeper School is now open. Classes begin June 1st, so head over to our website and get the details. The time is now, and we need you to join us in this birth revolution. www.radicalbirthkeeperschool.com feeling unsatisfied with the total lack of support she received from her midwife the first time around. Carlita from North Carolina found herself pregnant again and immediately knew she would be doing it alone on her own terms this time. Supported by her husband, Carlita birthed her son into the world just five weeks ago under a global lockdown, wild and free. My daughter is almost two now. She'll be two in July. Um, When I first found out I was pregnant with her, I knew I I didn't want to have a baby in the hospital. Like I always kind of felt like the hospital was um, where you go when you're sick or where where I would go when I'm sick. Um, I spent a lot of, I, I had surgery as a child. Mm. I had a lot of sick family members. Like I was, I spent a lot of time in the hospital during bad things. So I didn't, it didn't make sense to me to go to the hospital, have a baby unless something was wrong Mm. for me. Um, But it's funny. I didn't even know that home birth was even a thing. I I didn't even know, like I knew what people did it. I knew it happened, but I didn't even know it was a legal, legal thing. I just remember being pregnant and talking to my husband, like, what are we going to do? And he was like, well, why don't we just have a baby at home? Because he felt the same way about the hospital. And I looked at him like, what? Like, is that even a thing? Like, is that even possible? So I looked it up and um, I was surprised that it was. (laughs) And of course, immediately I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. It was important to me to, to, to see if I could find a black midwife 
And I found a black midwife in my community. Was it like instant connection? I didn't really, I don't think I really knew what to look for. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I, I just needed a midwife, of course. Like, I just didn't yeah. even. It's funny, though, like, thinking back on it, my husband did mention, like, like why don't we just do it ourselves? And I was no like, that's crazy. I just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> but, of course, he always plants these little, so he planted that little seed. And I'm like, well, do people do it themselves? Like, this is throughout the pregnancy, like I, like I, I was thinking. And that's when I found um, the Facebook group the free birth mm. Facebook group back when it what back when it existed. And, um, I learned, yes, people do do it themselves. <laughs> and, um, but this was already when we, we had already, um, hired the midwife. Um, and I spent a lot of time. I, I didn't think that I, um, like I didn't have the, I guess I didn't like have the guts or I didn't think that I, could do it alone my first time. I did, um, cause I was already, I got a lot of pushback even planning to do a assisted home birth first time. Like from your um, family? My, my whole, my family and my friends, yeah. My family, um, my mom, she had two C-sections mm. that she's convinced were like, had to happen, saved our lives, you know, the 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 same story a lot of people you know believe I guess and so she kind of pushed that on me like like what if you're just like me is I mean she didn't say that word for word but I mean in a nutshell all the story I mean everything she was telling me like what if you're like me what if you can't have your babies I couldn't have mine so you can't you probably can't have yours yeah so you're like watch me there's that (laughs) yeah but it did I mean it did psych me out a little bit though like Like it got in my head, like, and, um, you know, I told people, oh, I'm having a home birth and our, our family and, oh, they would say like, oh, like, like why? Or like, how are you going to do that? Or I didn't know you could do that. Or are you going to have somebody? It's just a lot of questions. And I was already nervous enough at being my first baby. So. Right. It's so confusing, it's right? So- because you're like you're becoming a mother. And so in a way you're both so vulnerable and new, but also becoming this like leader in your family, right? Because Mm -hmm. you're doing something so radically different than at least just the last couple generations. And so you like at the same time, I mean, and so many of us, you know, are, have gone through this pretty hard position where as we're becoming mothers, we're also leading an entirely different paradigm for our family and our community mm-hmm. just hard mm-hmm. but and it's funny someone, you say that someone's got to do I'm it sure. <laughs> yeah it's funny you say that because my grandmother I'm sure had at least one or she's had seven kids I'm sure at least one or two of them was um a home birth like I, I'm pretty sure I have uncles that were that were born at home um but like talking to my mom she said that um, when she was having her baby her my, my sister her first her first baby she, her, her mother didn't ever really talk about, talk to uh, talk about birth with her. So she didn't even really have that. She never witnessed birth. She never, even though my grandma had seven babies. Right. So, so weird. yeah. Yeah, it is weird. So just, yeah, within the, the next like generation or two is, I don't know. It's crazy how quickly, I mean, and, and just how powerful fear is because 
you know, it's like, hello or not. It wasn't that long ago, you know, but I think we still culturally, we carry this propagated, you know, propaganda lie that, well, right. But before in ancient times of two generations ago, everyone was dying, (laughs) you know, it's like, it's like, and it's like uncivilized, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. this kind of symbol of how far we've come to go birth with the white man who's going to abuse us, you know? (laughs) Like, mm-hmm. and like it got to my sister and she had a, she gave birth at the hospital and they had like massages there or something like just it was kind of like a it was a hospital in um in Orlando and she said they had they offered like it was just a lot of like boutique kind of things and then that was another thing they kept throwing in my face like don't you want to have your baby and get like get a massage like they were just trying anything what? they could get me to go to the hospital like yes sure. and I was like no I don't want to I was like I can just get somebody to come over to my house and give me a massage like afterwards like I don't right. <laughs> if I want that so how did but, it feel um, with with your midwife did you feel pretty it sounds like you know there really wasn't much question there it was like yes this is this is what makes sense. I'm in a birth at home. I, I found a black midwife. Mm-hmm. Like we're good. Yeah. And yeah, did, so, how'd the connection feel with her? Um, it was really good. Um, one thing I did like is all my um, appointments. She came to my house, which she's changed now since then. But um, she, I think she is just like just starting the practice. So I was probably one of the first few clients that she had. So she was able to, she lived like 10 minutes away from me. So she was able to come to my house. We had a good connection. Um, of course, I, I like I said, I didn't really have any comparison. I didn't really have a lot of knowledge about how I wanted sure. things to go. I just knew I didn't want to be in the hospital. Um, and I knew that I wanted to have um, as natural of a birth as possible. Um, I went into labor. Well, my, my, my water broke. Um, I, well, I thought it broke because so I was like, because it, it started leaking. And that's when I called her and she came. Her assistant checked, and it was definitely my waters. And at that point, they stayed, which I think that's kind of where it they they where everything kind of went downhill. It, it um, my my labor ended up being like pretty long, um, and they didn't leave, which kind of threw me off. I mm-hmm. think so. My labor started going in and out, like my contractions would pick up, and then they would fizzle. And that's, that didn't start happening until they got there. <laughs> So my contractions will pick up and they will fizzle, pick up and fizzle. And that kind of happened for hours. And um, I was dilating though, but it was taking a long time. And at a, at, a, at a point she did start talking about transfer because I started getting tired. And, um, but I was still progressing and I didn't want to go to the hospital, but just hearing it was enough to kind of give me like a lot of anxiety. Oh, it's um, like poison. Yeah, she started mentioning. She she did mention something about my pelvis might be something, which really got to me because that was what my mom said was wrong. Right. Or what oh, was, what you know. a violation! And I, like, she doesn't know that. Like that, that my mom told. Like that, mm-hmm. my mom said that about herself. But her saying that really, I was like, it's just immediately. I was like, well, like, what if my mom was right? What if I can't do this? What if, what if what if my body can't make room for this baby, whatever, something wrong. But it's funny because there was nothing wrong with the, because she had been monitoring the baby, that the baby's heart rate, everything was fine. I was fine. I was, I was dilating. Um, it was just taking a long time. People were getting tired. I really think it just came down to everyone was tired. 
I was tired. Like how um, long when you say long? It was like 30 hours total. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were there the whole time. Um, Which is perfectly average for a first time mama. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I started doing the thing a lot of people do during transition when they do start screaming, let's go. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> um, but, but yes, but the, I'm really glad my husband was there because he, he was, um, he was such a good partner in that because uh, he knew like how I felt about the birth and he, he was the one who kind of looked at me and was like, what are you like, what are you, are you serious? And then I'm like, he knew I wasn't. And I'm glad that I had him there in that, mm-hmm. in that moment, especially with her. Like, cause he was, the, I feel like he was the only one in the room where I, I know that his like belief in me that I could do it didn't even like shake at all. Like I knew like I had that one person, like he was the one. <sighs> Cause everybody else is kind of like, huh? I can, yeah. I can feel it. It, it just blows my mind. Like the midwife role is to exalt you, is to hold you so that when you are weak or doubtful or, or falter in your power, like most moms do, especially during transition, that the midwife is like, you've got this, you know, like mm-hmm. do your fire walk. Like that is to my mind, the entire freaking point of inviting a, 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 an elder, you know, into the space. Ugh. I'm glad your man yeah. was able to hold it down like um, that. Yeah, he was, well, that's what I say. He was the one who was doing that yeah. part. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, yeah, and so it was funny because I been laboring, 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 and then eventually she was just like, okay, why don't you just go take a nap? Like, just go upstairs, take a nap. So um, we went upstairs. It was me, her, and um, my husband, we, we came up to my bedroom. I laid in the bed, he laid in the bed. She kind of sat in the corner on the floor. It was dark. And um, I, I think I just like went to sleep for like 30, I don't, it felt like forever. There's no way I went to sleep very long. <laughs> but it had been like 30 seconds and I woke up <laughs> and like everything had changed. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like at that point, like I felt, I didn't, I was like, something's different. I did say that to her. And I kind of crawled, like I crawled off the bed. You can't see my bedroom, I'm, like looking at it because it was in here. <laughs> I like, crawled off the bed and like crawled on the floor. <laughs> and I like barricaded, <laughs> barricaded myself in front of the bedroom door because so I had, um, she had her assistants downstairs and we had a photographer that was downstairs. <laughs> so I basically barricaded everyone out. I wasn't even thinking, that's not how I was thinking, but that's what <laughs> ended up happening. Mm-hmm. happening. And I, I was, I was basically pushing. That's what ended up happening. And uh, she got up. It was still dark, and and um, she asked if it was okay if she like shined a flashlight down there. And I said okay. I was like, just don't turn the lights off. Don't change mm-hmm. anything. Because at this point, I was just like, something is happening. Right. Well, don't don't fuck it up. Like, totally. Just keep everything the same, please. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and um, so she like shined the light, and they got a flashlight, and I could see um, like my daughter's head. And I was like, yes. And that, so every, so I pushed for about 20 minutes and she was born. But literally, like, everything changed when everybody left me alone. And um, afterwards, I, I thought back, like, I really bet that, maybe not, but I really have a strong feeling that if I had been left alone, that labor would have went different. It would have, it would have 
went, I think it would have been faster. I know first time moms, a lot of, not all the time, but a lot of times they take longer, but I really feel like that starting and stopping, like I was in my head. Oh, well, we know and that I, we, we know that disruptions alter and prolong, right? So everything's mm-hmm. connected. So I think it's really safe to say that if you didn't have people there assessing you and doubting you and keeping you in your head, you would have gone down into your theta brainwaves of hypnosis, you know, with more ease and stayed down mm-hmm. there. So I think it's pretty likely that it it could have happened faster or looked different for sure. Yeah. This, this current, this past pregnancy, when I found out I was pregnant, I like everything in me wanted to have her there. Like there was, I, like I, there was nothing. Like I, I, I personally got close with her, like my midwife, and like, but I just didn't want to repeat that. And and I really felt that I would have, I would be more comfortable alone. But it was a really strange feeling of like wanting someone there, but not wanting them there. Cause I was afraid that, like I was really afraid that that would happen again. Totally. I mean, I, I talk to women all the time that of course the vast majority of women want a safe, experienced, loving big sister, you know, or, or mother or grandmother, you know, whatever kind of an elder figure to hold the terrain of birth with them. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. duh. Like, of course we, of course we want that. The, the, you know, kind of head fuck of the whole thing is that those women who say that those are those women in our communities also disrupt doubt, prolong and hurt us, you know? So it's a really, you know, I, I really don't think most women who free birth that that's like their first choice. You know, mm-hmm. I think, I think for the vast majority of women, we would prefer to have the right wise woman holding space. It's just, they don't, they hardly exist. Yeah. And, um, I, I wanted like one of the things when I got pregnant with this baby, um, one of the things I thought of was to, like, I wanted care from her, but I knew that she, like, she had been pretty vocal that she was, like, not, she was against um, unassisted birth. Because hmm. um, during my uh, first birth, I kind of had an idea that if I ever had any more children, I wanted to have, a, I didn't want to ha- have attendance there. Um, and that was definitely confirmed after the birth. So, like, during the pregnancy, I had an idea that I didn't want um, have attendance there, but after the birth, that was pretty much confirmed. Uh-huh. So, so, so during my pregnancy, the people that I invited to, um, my daughter's birth, I kind of felt them out a little bit about <laughs> unassisted birth to see kind of where they stood. Like my photographer was completely, um, okay with it. Oh, good. Yeah. She was completely okay with it, but I could tell that, um, my midwife was like, absolutely not because it would have been nice for me, like my first plan would have been to to have to receive care, but um, have her on like back up a caller if I really if I wanted her to come. But she, I knew she like that wasn't like I didn't even bring it up to her really. It's um, really insane because all you're saying is yeah. I want to be in charge. I want to, I want to feel mm-hmm. it out. I want to put like what I want and how I envision it in my flow first and. 
I also would love to have you on my team supporting me. And it really is Mm -hmm. just setting, it's just saying, I want sovereignty and I'd love for you to support that. And all of these seemingly amazing midwives are like, fuck no. (laughs) It's like, oh my God. I I really think it is. She's licensed, Exactly. you know, and I think, yeah. And that's really what, yeah, that's my critique of it. Yes, yeah, but it's, and I think licensure what, is a choice, you know, yeah. and it is a choice that actually pits women against women, mm-hmm. you know, because this is probably a totally lovely woman, you know, of course, yeah. like I, I absolutely is. believe that most midwives are totally well-meaning, lovely people, you know, that, that start in the industry with, with good intentions, but get completely corrupted as they go along the patriarchal medical path, you know, it's not, Mm. it's not the midwifery that we want. You know, we actually want like sister to sister, woman to woman midwifery, and that can't Mm -hmm. exist within this, you know, licensure regulation path. Anyway. Okay. So you have this baby and I'm curious, because I know a lot of midwives listen to this podcast. I'm curious if you could kind of speak directly to you have this beautiful baby, you have your home birth and you're like, I'm not having attendance again. What was the, what was the things that stood out to you that you're like, no, that wasn't, that wasn't worth having them there for the next time. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could never have another vaginal exam again, like cervical check, like though I she might she might not have done him I don't know like like if I told her I didn't want any like maybe she wouldn't have but then I'm like well and I'm sure she probably would at least want to do one Mm -hmm. but like cervical exams like no and just being watched like that is just was being watched by people I didn't really family like Mm -hmm. it's different my husband's watching it was different like but having and and at this point I had known her for nine months but it's just being watched I just think about it now like just makes my like makes like makes my skin like Mm. just crawl like I just I just hated that feeling um and being doubted like I felt I felt like everything was okay I, I knew like like, I didn't feel, nothing inside of me was telling me, okay, there's something wrong. It was just like, this is taking a long damn time. I'm tired. Like, that's really all, <laughs> totally. that's really the only thing that I was thinking. Like, I'm so tired. I am so tired. Like, really. But, like, nothing was telling me there's anything wrong. If all my thoughts of something being wrong came from everyone else. Mm-hmm. And so, if I could just not have outside, like, I didn't want, like, if I just, no more doubt, no more, just, I don't want to be touched. I don't want to be watched. I don't want to be doubted. God, it's like the actual tenets of midwifery is like, believe in birth, trust women, understand that the hormonal blueprint requires to be unobserved in the dark, you know, family, you know, only no, no, like gross interventions, like fingering you during your labor. You know, it's like, it's like, these are the tenets of midwifery. And yeah. yet I hear this literally from tens of tens of tens of women every single day that this is how their midwives, like, they, like the midwives do not, the, these midwives air quotes, like literally don't know how to be 
in birth. It's just, it, it never ceases to shock me. Like, of course you shouldn't be mm-hmm. fingering a woman in labor. Oh, <laughs> like literally nobody Like really, that. that's, that was the most painful thing more than the, Ugh. like in my head, when I think back of the story, like, like how I felt during labor, that's really the, the what hurt the most. Mm. Not like, not the contractions, not crowning, all that stuff. Like it was, it was literally like the, the cervical checks and at one point she said that I had a um, cervical lip towards the end. I didn't know what the hell that meant. I'm like, whatever, the, move it. Can you move it? <laughs> so then she was like, yeah, I can move it. But that shit hurt. Yeah. That hurt. Like, I didn't. So I remember that. And just that just, I, I just didn't want anybody. Just yeah. unless I felt like something. Because I felt like I had a good hand on, on how, like how I was basically right. Like there was nothing wrong. Totally. I just needed time and space. Of course, yeah. <sighs> okay. And I, in my little corner in my bedroom, I to put like I just need to stay in that little corner. Apparently, <laughs> totally like a little cat. Yes. So, okay, so then that becomes pretty darn clear for you as you process your daughter's birth, and mm-hmm. it really is just so striking to me. And, and I just hear this from so, so many women that the parts of their birth, the only parts of their birth that didn't feel good or the parts of their birth that were painful were the involvement with the midwife, but that the actual yeah. birth was just normal and rocking. It's just, mm-hmm. wow. It just, it's just so, it's so insane. After I found out it was pretty immediate, it didn't really take very long that like for me to know that I wasn't going to have anyone attending the the birth itself Uh, I went back and forth between like if how much assistance um, or care I wanted during pregnancy um there were some things that I like I I I wanted I did want to have someone to to um give me care but so I I went to a an office it was like near only because it was close it's like a um a woman's um clinic where you know and um, I wanted to get prenatal care there. Um, the very first visit, like my husband mentioned to them that we were, we were going, which I didn't know what he's going to do. He mentioned to them that we <laughs> we wanted to, we were going to have a baby at home. Ooh. And yeah, and the few days later, they sent me a a um, an email on the little virtual. E, e, e virtual like health thing basically d- dismissing me from the clinic unless I wanted to have a baby because they have they, they deliver babies at the hospital wow so uh and then they and then later on they sent me a letter with all my records like bye so I was wow. like oh so there that was out the window um I was like because the reason why he mentioned it was because you know when you go in well, here you go in and to pay, they bill the insurance, this big chunk of your prenatal care and the birth, like as a package. And so he mentioned it because he was like, so can we just bill the prenatal care part? Because we're not going to be delivering with you. And they're like, no, but I didn't, I was even surprised. I didn't expect him to mention it, but I was surprised because I thought they would just be like, give me the spiel, like, oh, it's not safe, but okay, like, that's your choice. 
It just, it, it just seems so, it, it, that's one thing that made me really mad is like, why, why should we have to lie? Mm-hmm. Like we should be able to go in and get in and, and choose the care. Like what's the point of consent? What's the point of like, of like, we should be able to choose the care that we receive. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get what's like up there. <laughs> but it's almost like they were like, like, I felt like they treated me like a child. Like, oh no, you, oh, you, you dare tell us what you want. I was really okay. hurt. So at that point, I just, I didn't even try anymore. Um, yeah, I had a rude awakening. <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't expect to be treated that way. I mean, I, I knew it was what I was doing wasn't like, like a thing that a lot of people do, but. I expect to be dismissed from my practice. Totally. Okay. So, and then you I just use, kind of, you just kind of know that it's not even worth hitting up your old midwife. Cause she's not going to be. Oh yeah. Down. Yeah. I didn't even no, Yeah. I didn't even want even, I didn't even bother. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the point I didn't bother hitting up any other practice either because the records they gave me, they, of course they put that in there. Like, like she said, she wants to, so I know like, even if I decided that I wanted to lie to the next people, like next people, <laughs> if I transferred records, they they get why I got dismissed from the other practice. So I said, okay, well, I guess I'm just doing most of this on my own. So I um I knew I didn't really need any a lot of um supplies. <laughs> I had a, I had a whole bunch of towels still from my daughter's birth. Um, I didn't really do much for that. Uh, I, I, I really focused on preparing supplies wise for postpartum. I got some tinctures for like after birth pains and, um, I like arranged for, for, for some things to, to come to me after birth. Like, um, I think I wanted belly henna and things like that or henna. And, um, I, um, kind of explored if I wanted my daughter there or not and how how much I wanted her there mm-hmm. I knew from the first birth that my husband was like a huge support during labor I know every labor goes different but I just felt like it was gonna be the same and I was gonna need him mm-hmm. and so I um one of my friends uh she offered to come and watch my daughter at the house during during labor Nice. Uh, she, yeah, she, she knew that I, um, I actually attended her birth a few months before I had my baby and she had a, um, unlicensed midwife attending and just talking to her. I, I knew that she would be fine being there. And she knew that I was, um, having unassisted birth. So I was happy to have her come and I talked to my photographer again um, which that was an interesting conversation too, because that was the first time I ever talked to someone who wasn't my husband about how my birth went, who wasn't like my husband or any of the attendants. Cause she was purely an observer, how my first birth went. And she, when I told her I was delivering unassisted, she like looked at me and she was like, you know, like, it's funny you say that. Cause I think that, that actually is probably gonna be perfect for you. Hmm because she saw how it was. <laughs> she said, it seemed like when I, when she, when she was there, it seemed like I was like, like in my, like in my head in a bad way, like during labor, like, um, so it was nice to have her on in that way. Like her, like, um, on, on like ready mm-hmm. 
um, just really the biggest thing I focused on was who, who was going to be there because that was what, um, I, 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 the only thing I regretted for my first was like the people. Totally. Or how the people, how the people were. Birth is going to happen at the people who are there is going to affect it. Yeah. So really like the biggest thing that I was, um, the two biggest things that I was going back and forth on was did I want to have, um, photography there because I'm like isn't that like being watched but I was like well no I know her now mm-hmm. so but I, and I and I was like well I, I do want to have it documented so I, I I did like being able to talk to her afterwards I mean before um and then seeing seeing how she felt about my birth especially the first birth we were on the same page that I was definitely like yes I want her there now and um making sure that I have, cause so I could have had my sister come and watch my, my daughter, but my sister is terrified of birth. <laughs> so like just, and I, so having someone there who wasn't to for my daughter. So it was really just focused on the people. Mm-hmm. I had the supplies. I, I didn't really need a lot. <laughs> um, and did you tell your me. family? No. Oh, 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 oh. no. I didn't tell my extended family. I told my um my mom and my sister. How that they go? asked me if I was <laughs> they asked me if I was gonna have a midwife uh, like oh are you gonna have the same midwife again? And I said no. And she was like, well, who are you gonna have? I was like, no one. And they started laughing. They thought I was joking. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm really, I'm serious. And um, my mom was terrified. Like she mm-hmm. was like basically like, oh, why would you tell me that? And, but um, they didn't say much about it because I really think they didn't really believe me hmm. the whole time. Uh, even afterwards, I think they still like thought that I actually had someone there. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, it's you little, did. It was kind of funny. Cause <laughs> no, I mean, like, had like, a, like yes. I know, I know. <laughs> you had lots of people like, there. Like she, yeah, I did, but. <laughs> Like it's like, yeah, like I don't think, but my mom did kind of, she was, they thought, I think they thought I was joking, but she did ask me, she's like, well, what are you going to, what about the cord? And I was like, what about it? Like, (laughs) right. And she's like, well, how are you going to cut it? I'm like, with scissors? (laughs) Well, what what about the afterbirth? It comes out. Mm -hmm. I know. It's so sad. People just don't know anything. Yeah, like, so she, well, what if you tear? Like, yeah. Yeah, just all the what ifs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's, it'll heal. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think with them, it was a mixture of like disbelief and like more disbelief. But it didn't rock um, you at all. No. Mm-mm. No, okay, not, this, so not take, this time. Take us to the birth. Tell us. The story. So, um, it was like weeks that, um, like days and days, every single night, um, like before, like I was probably, probably starting, probably not weeks, probably starting around 38 weeks. Every night, literally like in the middle of the night until the morning, I had these terrible, not terrible, but like really intense contractions. So the first time I had them, I thought I was going into labor. And then by morning, they would be gone. Hmm. And that happened, like, every night. And I was like, what the heck is this? And um, 
uh, basically I kept getting this like false, which was so different for my daughter. Cause my daughter, my daughter's first start off gradually mm-hmm. like the contractions did, but this one, I, I guess I had like days and days of paternal labor. Um, where I thought that I was going to labor and I wasn't. And I was just, I was getting really, really tired because at night I wasn't sleeping because of the contractions. Mm -hmm. So I started getting really nervous that I was going to be exhausted during labor like I was with my first daughter. Um, So like I I would go on these, these, you know, any, any of the groups of, of, of like virtual support groups that I was, I, I had and a lot of women were like, you know, yes, I had that too. You know, giving me support, but it's like, I'm like, is there something that I can do? So that that was that was really hard. So the morning of the the day I woke up, I mean, the morning of the day that the, that my child was actually born, it was the same thing. Like I woke up, I was having those those intense contractions, and I was like, oh, this again, oh. like. <laughs> so I, it didn't even like phase me that it was, it was real. Um, uh, I woke up, I had a contraction. It woke me up. Oh, this again. Had another one like 10 minutes later. It's like, oh, this hurts. I just want to go to sleep. And then they picked up, they, they started coming like five minutes. I had an, uh, another one. And at this point, I was like, uh, then I started, um, timing them because I was like what 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 uh, let me just see like if this is this something <laughs> is there any like any pattern to this and um it was like 10 minutes and then it like got to five 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 like five and then they just start coming like three minutes and then at that point I just <laughs> couldn't even I didn't even bother um um timing them mm-hmm. uh, I, like all the morning I, my daughter she sleeps with me uh, I ended up waking her up because it just started getting so painful. Um, I text my husband because he was downstairs. And I said, um, I asked him to come and get her. <laughs> and then so he like transferred her downstairs. Um, and she fell back to sleep and he came back up later to check on me. And then he went back down. But I stayed up, I stayed upstairs and um, in my room. Everything was dark, which I loved. It was quiet. Nobody was here yet. And um, I just basically paced around. And, like, the contractions were just coming so fast. Like, um, I think I barely could recover between them. If, like, they were so strong, it felt like when I had a contraction, my, my son would kick with the contraction, like he was pushing himself out too. Um, I like they were so intense. I like I didn't even know what position felt good. Like it's almost like I went from like early labor to transition in like a couple hours or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I like my brain was just not like like I could not cope. Like I could, it was not. I was not functioning. <laughs> um, I just remember cussing and like moaning <laughs> and like I, I went from being on my side and that just hurt so bad to standing and that felt okay. But then that would start hurting. And then I would like lean over and then I'll be on my hands and knees and I just was moving around like crazy. I just felt like I literally did feel like, like almost like a cat. <laughs> like it's funny you said that earlier. Mm-hmm. And I felt like some, like I, I felt like an animal, like, I, I worked my way into the bedroom because the bedroom in the in the um, 
I'm going to work my way into the bathroom because bathroom and the bedroom were kind of, um, they're, they're um, attached. And I, that's where I ended up staying. And I was like, well, maybe I'll try to run some water and get in the tub. And so I, um, I got in the tub. I stayed in there probably maybe an hour and I hated it. <laughs> like, like I hate it. Like I don't know. Like I, everybody says the water's so great, but I it's, I cannot stand it. I hated it too. Uh, yeah, I tried it with my daughter too, and I hated it. But I was like, maybe this time will be different because this mm-hmm. labor was so different. And so I got in, and I was just like, this is some shit. Like oh, this is not helping because I couldn't get in the position I wanted to be in. Like I really just wanted to be on the floor. <laughs> so like I I stayed in though, um, and my husband was like, do you want me to call? Because the lady who came to watch my daughter, my friend, her name is Shannon. I was like, you want me to call Shannon? And I was like, no. Because uh, I, I, was, I was like, I want it to be real. This might not be real. Like, mm. <laughs> like I was in <laughs> denial, like, literally the whole time. Just because um, it was so fast? Yes, because it was so fast. And it was so different from my first. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, I mean, literally, so another thing that kind of threw me off was that, um, it was only contractions. There were no other. So my, when my daughter, my water broke or started leaking and, and I was having contractions and I had bloody show with her and like all those other things with this, with this baby, it was just contractions. There was nothing, there was nothing leaking. There was no blood. There was nothing was but these like on. contractions. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, there's like, this is probably just like, by the time morning comes, it'll be gone. Like, like it always is. This is probably just super strong for drama labor. Like I was just in denial. Like, <laughs> and so he, and he kept asking me, he's like, are you sure? Like, you don't mean, <laughs> are you sure you don't mean to call Shannon? I was like, no, no, no. Uh, I, You're I, like I, on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> I was on the floor in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. You're like, this might not be real. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, well, you, and like he didn't even he didn't even bother mentioning if I wanted to call the um, photographer because he knew if I didn't want to call Shannon and then uh-huh. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to call a photographer and so um, he left because he 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 was the one who was still watching my daughter so he had to, like she started crying so he went downstairs and I was alone again and um, they were just coming and coming and at some point in my head I was like this like I think this is real <laughs> um. But I was afraid that it was like, cause I was like, I was like, cause if, if this is real, then I, I'm, it feels like I'm almost, <laughs> I'm right. almost about to have this baby. Yeah, like, that's a quick, and it's quick so thing fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when he came back, I was like, yes, call Shannon. And then so he called Shannon, and um, she was there probably in the next couple hours, and he was up there full time with me, and that was like probably perfect timing because that point I really needed him. Um, my back was hurting so bad. Like it wasn't back labor, but it was just a lot of, um, this is probably the time where, um, the baby was probably starting to descend or something because uh-huh. it just started hurting so bad. So he, uh, he was rubbing it. So he tried to do some of the things he did with my first, uh, like he, he tried, like, I didn't want heavy massage this time. I just wanted like light touching. Uh-huh. Yeah. He kept trying to do things with that worked with my first daughter, but I was like, no. And then I was kind of like, don't touch me. And then I was like, touch me. Like I was, I was just all over the place. You're a wild um, animal. Yeah. Like, and then I remember being like, oh, don't leave me, please. Don't. <laughs> I was like, please don't leave me. And he was like, I'm not like, I'm not. <laughs> where. And then like with everything that I kind of like, I had like a little moment of like clarity where I'm like, oh, like, I think that 
like, like it was like confirmed like yes this is <laughs> this is real mm-hmm. um and I told him I was like call the photographer and then after I told him that there I had like a contraction that kind of like because I, I started feeling kind of like 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 I was bearing down at the end of my contraction and I was like oh I don't want her to miss it <laughs> and um so it was I guess for time reference, it was midnight when I woke up from the first contraction and we called her at, I think like four o'clock in the morning and she got there at five. And at that point I had, I finally crawled out of the the tub onto the floor and um, everything was dark. Um, I was really cold. So I had like a space heater in there. So it was probably hot in there. Um, and at the end of every contraction, I just felt like bearing down. And I, 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 I almost like could not believe it. Like I still wasn't in denial. I was like, there's no, like, I'm really mm-hmm. feel like I'm, I think like I really feel this baby. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 with this baby, I felt him drop like into, like into my pelvis or into my vagina or something. Like I just felt the baby drop. And I started pushing, um, and I reached down. I remember reaching down and, and touching my vagina and feeling, or touching and feeling um, the baby's head, and just like crowning. And I couldn't believe it. Huh. And um, I was on my hands and knees. And I even even then, when I felt the baby, I was still like fighting it. Like like I wasn't pushing. Like I was like, oh no, I'm not gonna push. But I still was anyway. <laughs> I was like, no, like, like, um, like this can't be like real. <laughs> and, um, but when I felt the baby move down more and more, I kind of got, like, I got into my, like, I got into it and I was pushing mm-hmm. and, um, the, the, the photographer got there. She got there at like five. So an hour later. And, um, I was pushing and, and the baby was crowning and it was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing um, to feel his head. Like I, I felt it said like slowly coming out and the, the plan was I wanted to catch my baby, but like, it just, at that moment, it was just that whole birth was just so much power, like thrown at me. I just couldn't. <laughs> and um, my husband like quickly like caught him and Hmm. he was shocked because the whole pregnancy he thought this baby was a girl he was just saying oh it's a girl it's a girl it's a girl <laughs> and I remember he was like oh, he was like oh, it's a boy <laughs> and I was like what really and he like football passed her to, football passed him to me and like I just remember seeing uh, his scrotum and I was like whoa like <laughs> and um it was just amazing like we all like laughed afterwards and um it was just so much joy and he cried immediately and um Mm. he was in my chest I was on the bathroom floor and it was just it was like just just bliss it was just great it was like just being like it was like the whole I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything Mm -hmm. it's (laughs) it was hilarious just being in so much denial but it's pretty common with if your first labor is like feels like forever that second one it's like there's no way and then there it is 
Yeah, it was almost like textbook. I was like, mm-hmm. no, like nothing goes by the textbook. Like there's no way this is real. Like, no. But it was to not have the eyes, to have to have to be able to set everything myself from like all the people there to the atmosphere. Like that, like I loved it. Hmm. What would you say? Like, can you articulate kind of the mm, not like the difference, but like what did like what did you get by having the free birth? Like what was what was the the magic of doing that on your own with with no disruptions? Mm. I guess, excuse me, I guess knowing that I could, like, like I knew that I, like there is, like I had that doubt with my first daughter that like, you know, like maybe I need somebody there. I can't do it. Cause I did kind of, it did cross my mind that to have a free birth for, with her, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, no, I need, I need somebody there. This is my first one. I can't do it on my own. And then being the second time being like, oh, well, I can do it on my own and then doing it <laughs> and, and just, and it being just so it kind of, it, it almost went exactly how I imagined it would besides mm-hmm. the timing, <laughs> mm-hmm. like to be able to have the people, like some of the closest people to me there and that's, and supporting me. And I felt supported. Like I forgot to say like, right right as I was pushing, like right as the baby was crowning, um, my friend came upstairs too and I heard her voice and it just gave me more like, like I just felt so supported and like loved mm. and like held. Like to hear, like it was all, all the people that I wanted to be, that I wanted to be there that I knew and the people that I really cared about and I didn't feel watched, you know, like I did before. I felt like supported and, and it, it just was like so different hmm. and no, and I had no, no cervical ex- like exams. Like nobody had to tell me anything. I, like I knew exactly what to do. It's, it's funny too, because even like during the labor, like during my pregnancy, um, my husband was supportive, but there's a lot of stuff he doesn't know about birth too. He was like, well, do we need something to break your water? And I was like, no. Um, and he was like, well, how, you know, he was asking me like questions too, that like people ask. And I was like, no, it's, it's fine. And even he, like, he was just like, yeah, I mean, it's just, just, he saw it too. Like, like, you didn't need anything. Uh That's such a big deal. Like, my water, (laughs) my water pop broke at 620. My baby was born at 636. Oh, my God. Like, and that water breaking was like the first anything else besides contractions that I got. (laughs) Uh The whole labor. Uh Oh, so good. Okay, so now five weeks out, how are you doing? How are you feeling? And 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 how are you kind of processing all of it? How has your family responded? Like kind of mm-hmm. bring it all together. Mm-hmm. Five weeks. So um, I'm feeling so much better than I did five weeks after my daughter. Um, this postpartum is a lot different because my husband got to be here. So I had, like before, I, like we don't have any family in this area. So it was just me, which I kind of wanted to be the first time around because I like, I, I didn't want a whole lot of, um, 
outside like opinions during like early, early postpartum for me. Mm-hmm. But um, this time, um, it, it was nice. Like, like he had to go back to work the first time, but this time he was able to stay. He was able to, but also forced. <laughs> um, and oh, with all the, wait, wait, the, we didn't even talk yeah. about quarantine. Yeah, okay, <laughs> wait, we have to talk about that. Okay, so, yes. well, and actually this kind of proves the whole point around it, that when you're already planning a free birth, it's like, whatever. But yeah, take us back to, okay, you're, you're super pregnant, the world goes bananas, and yeah. how, how is that for you and how has that affected both your end of pregnancy, labor, and postpartum? Anything you want to say about that? Yeah. So the only thing that I, like, I really wanted my husband to be home right when all that, all that was going on, because I wasn't like super like anxious about what was going what like what was going on in the world. But, um, I just wanted him to be like there, like everybody, it was really everybody else's response to what was happening was what was giving me anxiety. So I was starting to get kind of like, like I would go to a grocery store and things wouldn't be there. They usually were. And that was kind of giving me anxiety, like, go, and there's no meat in the grocery store. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started getting afraid of that. Like, I, I'm like, what What are people doing? And then um, his job basically shut down. Like, he didn't lose it, but they, like, went, like, they basically shut them all down. And um, we kind of had, we had this, like, sweet moment, like, of two, like, sweet two week, like, last two weeks of pregnancy where, it, like, we got to be together um, before the, before we became a family of four. And I really like loved that. Mm. Um, it's funny cause I was already, um, so I like I meal prep and stuff and I freeze meals before I had a baby and I was kind of already doing all, the, all those things. And then like all this happened and everybody was like, store food and, and uh, <laughs> buy toilet paper. And I was like, Oh, I already did that. Like I kind of did it like, for the birth right before everything started happening so I was like <laughs> I got really lucky is that we already had like our household items like mm-hmm. ready for postpartum um and then yeah nothing was really different it was really funny like I was like well I'm glad I'm hurry have my baby at home <laughs> exactly maybe that these like maybe more women will learn about home birth just home birth that who who wouldn't have otherwise Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely happening. All right. Well, thank you so much. I love this story and I know it will inspire many. Okay. Thank you. That's it for today, everyone. Join us next week for another episode of the Free Birth Podcast. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your body, your choice. Lots of love. <laughs>